Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, per popular request, we are going to be talking about the idea of Peter Pan syndrome, what to do with a guy who just won't grow up. Um, and I came up with this topic. I didn't come up with this topic. I, I went on my Facebook page. If you're not on my Facebook page, um, go check it out. There should be a link below uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and I, I polled people, what do you want to see me talk about here in the Love You podcast? I made up about 25 topics myself, but ultimately I'm doing this for you, for, for you know, to, to make you happy. And, and it seems like there's a, a, a semi-epidemic of guys who just want to continue being irresponsible um, well into adulthood. And uh, I want to just begin with uh, two personal experiences with uh, Peter Pan's, sort of. Uh, one of them, and I, I, I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like I'm throwing the guy under the bus. He was my, my, my best friend, uh, my roommate for nine years. Uh, we wrote movies together. Um, he's a charming guy and he's a funny guy and um, I, I really just love, I mean, love the guy. He was my best, best man at my wedding. Um, but he's also six or seven years older than I was and didn't, and for lack of a better word, didn't want to grow up. He, he had these big dreams, um, but was always trying to find some sort of shortcut to achieve them, right? If there was an, if there was a, if there was an ethical way and an unethical way of accomplishing something, he'd always go with the unethical way, um, trying to capitalize on something. He'd take a job for, you know, uh, six weeks and say, I know how to do that, and then try to start his own company. It was, it was, it was almost like Kramer on Seinfeld, just really big, crazy ideas. Um, and at a certain point, uh, he took one of his big, crazy ideas and uh, decided to move to South America. We were roommates for nine years, and he left me. Um, which is, he's totally entitled to. He left me to, to start up a, a, a talent agency in South America because uh, there were no talent agencies in South America, uh, although he didn't speak Spanish. So um, that was my best friend and roommate and a Peter Pan. And women found him incredibly charming because he is, he is bright and he is funny and he's cute. Um, and he just didn't have a his feet grounded. He didn't have a day job. Uh, the story he was going to tell at my wedding involved him, the, the repo guy knocking on the door to get his Mercedes, which he stopped making payments on. Um, he literally stopped making payments. He essentially stole his car. <laughs> he had to have a nice car even though we, we, hit, we had no money. And he jumped out the window and I talked to the repo guys as he, he sped away in his car that he had stolen essentially. This guy is consummate Peter Pan. Um, and now, again, I'm, I got to guess he's probably close to 50, never married. Um, uh, I wouldn't doubt that he still does well with women, um, but he prioritizes his freedom more than he prioritizes his responsibilities. He just doesn't want responsibilities. He wants things his, his way um, and doesn't see how that's out of step step with most of the rest of the adult world. Um, and I wish him well. I just, I, you know, we, we sort of diverged in, in paths. Um, my wife's first husband, you may know, may or may not know, my wife was divorced before, was also a Peter Pan. He at least had a job. 
Um, he worked in, in radio. But he was a guy who was in the music industry and just uh, loved going out, partying, getting backstage, telling tall tales, um, really social out. But he would forget to pay the electric bill and they'd have their lights turned off even though he was making six figures. He was sort of that kind of guy. Um, and after he married my wife, he panicked and uh, said, I'm not ready for this. Uh, I don't know if I want to have kids. Cheated on her. Right? They ended up getting divorced. Right? He was a guy who was not ready to grow up and he was 31, I think, at the time. And um, not my place to say whether, you know, I was ready to grow up at 31. I just didn't tell anybody I was going to marry them and then change my mind about it. So I have trouble understanding Peter Pan's um, because I'm not like that at all. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know how people end up. And I know as a, as a father, you know, the kids are born with a certain kind of personality. I've always been... Uh, maybe it came from my mom, just very anal, very organized. I remember when I was in college backpacking through Europe and I couldn't even enjoy myself for the first few days in London and Barcelona because I was so anxious that I didn't have a job waiting for me back home in eight weeks. I, like, I couldn't even function because I didn't have anything lined up the next step. Um, I, you know... My inbox in my email always has like less than 10, <laughs> 10 emails in it. I pay bills the day they come. I RSVP to parties the second I get an invite. Like I, I don't understand people who just don't get things done, uh, procrastinators and people who don't take responsibility. Um, and it's so endemic, endemic? I don't know if that's the right word, to who I am, fundamental to who I am. I'll admit I have a hard time understanding the charm of Peter Pan's. So I asked my, my, myself this question before I, you know, I came on the air. What is it that you like about Peter Pan's? Like what, what do women see in these guys? And um, it occurred to me that it was sort of like what I wrote about in my book, Why He Disappeared, how all good comes with bad, right? So. Um, in, in, in the book, I talked about how you know really gorgeous guys are sometimes narcissistic, and they haven't developed their, their other sides of their personality, um, and how really rich guys, um, it's wonderful to be with a rich guy, but he might be a workaholic, he might uh, prioritize you low on his totem pole, he might be really uh, arrogant, uh, he might think he could buy you uh, a gift and, and have that substitute for his time. So. All good qualities, in my belief, come with bad qualities on the flip side. This is my observation about Peter Pan's. Peter Pan's are spontaneous, right? That's great. Who doesn't like spontaneity, doing something, you know, out of the blue, exciting? The problem with Peter Pan's, of course, is that they don't plan. <laughs> it's the nature of spontaneity. Is you can't nail them down for a, a, a plan. That could be very frustrating when you're trying to plan a night out, a weekend, or a life. Um, Peter Pan's are probably quite charismatic. Um, charismatic people hold the room, tell a great story, raconteur, um, flirt. The problem is that such people are sometimes flirt flirtatious. They might have a wandering eye. They could be tactless and insensitive. It comes with being the center of attention. Suck up all the air in the room, and it's all about you, and you're not necessarily as attentive to other people. 
um, Peter Pans are fun. That's the, the nature. What's the point of being a, a kid if you're not going to be fun? The problem with being fun is that you don't always have the ability to say no. You don't have great impulse control. So you'll say yes to the extra drink or to staying up late or to the, um, uh, the woman who says, hey, come with me. Or right? So if you don't have the ability to say no because you're the fun guy, and you don't really think of consequences, well, th there could be a problem with that Peter Pan. Um, there's the dreamer. I, I, I get that. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a dreamer, but if you're a dreamer and you never get your, your life under you, right? you refuse to get a real job because you can't do that, and, and, and believe me, I, I, I fought that for many, many years. Um, you might have a hard time dating most people who want a partner who's stable. Right? Stability sort of runs in opposition to having really big dreams. Um, and if you refuse to get a real job, that, that, that's going to have an impact on the person that you're dating. Um, Peter Pans are often artistic, I think. It probably comes with being a dreamer. But if you put your creative endeavors before all practical ones, if you don't actually have a practical skill set to fall back on, and I didn't, right? Again, I'm, I'm you know, one might think I was a Peter Pan, apart from the fact that I'm anal and responsible. But I, I you know, I was artistic, and and I always put my creative endeavors instead of uh, practical ones because I didn't want to be practical. I was in my 20s. I was too young to be practical. The question is, what happens when you're in your 40s? Um, and I think Peter Pans are often smooth talkers. They can get away with this. They're never held accountable to their behavior. That's why women are posting on my Facebook page complaining about Peter Pans. What, what's the deal with Peter Pans? Well, the deal is you're choosing them. No one's choosing them for you. You're choosing them because they're spontaneous, charismatic, fun, dreamers, artistic, and smooth talkers. Right? And you want to sweep under the rug that he's not accountable, that he doesn't have a real job, that he doesn't have the ability to say no, that he's sometimes insensitive, and that he doesn't plan anything. Right? You're choosing both of those things. So the thing with Peter Pans, the ones that you choose, is that he can get away with it for the same reason that anybody gets away with anything, right? Man or woman, he gets away with it because whatever brand of stuff he's bringing to you, you find it attractive to the opposite sex enough that people are willing to put up with his Peter Pan-ness, right? The same way that guys will put up with crazy if she's hot enough, you're willing to put up with whatever Peter Pan is bringing to the table simply because you are attracted to him and that becomes a, a catch-all excuse for his behaviors that you continue to complain about and continue to say, I can't build a life with this guy. It's because you can't build a life with this guy. You want to because you're attracted to him. Um, in the second half of this Love You podcast, we're going to talk about what to do with Peter Pants. Can they be changed? Can they be transformed? Can they see the light? What do you do to get the most out of your man-child? Uh, and are there any other options? My answer, when we come back from the break, this is Evan Mark Katz, and this is the Love You Podcast. Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the second half of the Love You Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men. We are talking about... Peter Pan syndrome. I don't know if this is an official diagnosis by a doctor, but it's something we're all familiar with. Um, 
the guy who just doesn't grow up? What are the pros? What are the cons? And how do you deal with the guy who really um, puts his childlike needs uh, ahead of yours? Um, now, I think it's important to go slightly deeper and, and get into a, a, a clearer definition. Some, some behavior that could be labeled Peter Pan-ish is inherently benign when it's in moderation, right? If a guy uh, is into video games, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not into video games. If a guy's into video games, it's fine as long as he doesn't let the video games run his life. If he's a really big sports fan, um, that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't want to grow up. It means he's a fan of his team. As long as he has it in, you know, good life balance and you, you don't find that your needs are neglected as a, as a girlfriend. The problem, of course, is when you observe this guy in, in full and you see that his entire life is built around simply his needs. Now, we all need to be somewhat selfish. We need to have boundaries. We need to have our passions and the things that we believe in and enjoy and stand up for. But if you're part of a couple, the very nature of being part of a couple is making your partner's needs as important as yours or even more important than yours. If you're going to be a really, really good partner, you have to think of two. Um, I may have told this story before. This is not a Peter Pan story, but it's a, it's a funny story about not being attentive to your partner's needs. Um, my wife and I had just moved in together. Uh, we, got, we moved in together after we got married. And I was out like 8 o'clock driving in our new neighborhood, and I saw a taco truck. And uh, I, I bought three little tacos, and I came home, and I told my new wife, I said, Honey, it was amazing. I, like, I had no idea that at 8 o'clock at night on Pico Boulevard, I'd find a taco truck. Is this amazing? And she just like looks at me up and down. She's like, you didn't get me any tacos? And I, the thought, I swear to God, didn't even occur to me to offer it. She goes, it's dinner time. You bought yourself tacos, and you got me nothing. And it's because I had been single for 35 years, and I was not used to thinking for two. It's obviously not a story that makes me look good. It's the reason I'm telling it is when a person has that, that simple childlike mindset, I mean, I have little kids, and they're by nature narcissists. They think they're the center of the universe. Everybody caters to them and takes care of them. So when you live a life where you are the center of the universe, and it's not about your wife and it's not about your kids, right? It, you're not necessarily much of a partner. You're not thoughtful. You're really just thinking of what works for you. And I just think that there's a lot of guys, and it's, and listen, people are selfish. It's not just we're singling out these guys. There are women who are selfish too, right? But Peter Pan's would probably just rather smoke a joint than have a desk job. And they'd rather wake up on Saturday with nothing to do and say, oh, let's figure it out, than to have an entire plan for a weekend. And it's not inherently wrong or inherently bad but it's, it is inherently frustrating to be a partner with someone who doesn't look past his own nose and more than one day in the future. Um, so when is it time for Peter Pan to grow up? Does anybody, I mean, I don't know if there's like an official answer for when it's time for Peter Pan to grow up, but if you ask me, he only needs to grow up when there's consequences to not growing up. I, I mean, for, for me, that's, that's when I, you know, uh, that's when I changed careers, when I said, I don't want to be the 40-year-old guy who's trying to sell a screenplay anymore. Um, God bless the people who, who continue to pursue their, their 
artistic dreams and, 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 and make it big in, in Hollywood, but I didn't want to be that guy anymore. So there was, there was consequences, right, because I wasn't happy. Right? Problem, these Peter Pan guys, is that they're actually happy. Why? Because they're doing things on their terms, right, completely selfishly. They do what they want. I just read an article this morning before I came in um, from Sports Illustrated about Ricky Williams, the football player. Um, he tr he's married with kids, and he travels over 300 days a year um, uh, speaking about the virtues of marijuana and going to conferences and just kind of exploring and doing his thing, and, right? And, you know, uh, the wife knew when she took him on that he valued his freedom above all, but it's very clear he values his freedom above his family. And now he's like, she's actually getting, they're actually getting a divorce, which is not surprising when your husband chooses to be, chooses to be away. 300 days a year when he has all the money in the world, right? This is not like he has to go do these things. It's freedom first for these guys. It's time for Peter Pan to grow up when they, when they need to grow up. Otherwise, there's no incentive. Right? If you could live a selfish life where there's no consequences for your behavior and get away with it, yeah, I, you know, I clean pools and I'm a surfer and, you know, I sleep until 11 and, it's fine, you know, I, I don't need money, I just need my waves and my boys, and if you want to marry a guy like that, that's fine. I mean, they have, they have their merits. But if you're looking for, you know, a, a conventional adult, someone who's kind of bought into the, the, the system, then, you know, he's not going to be a good fit for you. And waiting for him to become the man you want him to be could be an, you know, an exercise in futility. So what happens when Peter Pan doesn't grow up? Um, Again, nothing happens to him. He, he may find someone who's willing to put up with him and lead that sort of uh, free-spirited nomadic life. Um, more likely than not, he'll just have, he'll cycle through people because he really doesn't form those kind of attachments. He, 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 he prefers things the way they are. And I think that's the hardest thing for women to accept. And again, I'm speaking on your behalf. I'm, I'm kind of exasperated with this, this type of person as well. But it's, I want him to be someone that he's not. Why can't he be the family man? Why can't he call me every day? Why can't he just be like other guys? It doesn't matter why. This is who he is. This is how he chooses to live his life. And yeah, maybe he risks dying alone because you're, you're not willing to put up with this childish behavior forever. Um, but that's his call. Right? He's actually happy. The problem is you're not happy with him. And if you're not happy with him, you're better off finding another boyfriend. So I get questions, you know, what, what, can, you do to, what can you do to change him? It's a patronizing question, right? Imagine, imagine there's a, a, a gender role reversal and there's a coach and the, for, for, for men. And, the, and he's, he's asking, what can I do to change my girlfriend? You're the girlfriend. What can I do to change my girlfriend? Do you want some guy who's plotting on the internet on how to change you? It's, it's patronizing. So this is you know, kind of Love You 101. I know most of you who are listening have not yet taken the course, but um, I mean, this is, this is a, a fundamental principle of Love You. You can't change men. You can only change your choice of men and learn to accept them as they are. And it's not a black and white thing. Um, just because you're attracted to surfers and guitarists and penniless writers does not mean that you have to date one or marry one. You can still be attracted to lots of things. 
Right? I could be attracted to women who are bad for me. In fact, I can guarantee you I'm still attracted to women who are bad for me. I just had enough life experience to know better and make a, make a healthier choice. So you can still maintain your attraction for, for Peter Pan's, like a certain type. I can't tell you how many clients I've had who, who really did have it for writers and guitarists. and Like, they have their thing. That's, that's fine. Right? And not all writers and guitarists, some people are. They're, they're just normal, responsible family men. I, I remember the guy who, booked my, who, who ran the company that booked my wedding band. He used to be a touring guitarist for, like, Lionel Richie in the 80s, and now he... He, he owns a company that books wedding bands. He, you know, he, he said he, he didn't want to be on tour anymore. He was taking away from his wife and family because he was always on tour. And now he has a regular job job right, in the music industry. And so none of this is black and white. It's not every, every you know, Peter Pan is the same or every woman who is attracted to Peter Pan is the same. We want to resist those kind of things. But there's stereotypes to, to, that we need to consider. You can find a responsible man Right? If you want a responsible man, you can find a responsible man who has a lot of the characteristics of a Peter Pan. And, and again, I, I have to admit, I'm probably one of them. I'm, I'd like to think I'm, I'm fun, and I'm a dreamer, and I'm artistic, and I'm spontaneous, and I work from 9 to 5.30 every single day, and I don't work nights, and I don't work weekends, and my bills are paid on time, and I provide for my family, and I save some money, and right, you... you and again, I'm using myself as an example, but I'm far from the only one who, who can also be fun and, and also and be responsible at the same time. I, I think that there's, there's a ton of people. So ultimately, when women like you complain to me about Peter Pan's, it's not that I'm not sympathetic. Those guys can be very, very frustrating. You have to recognize that every time you end up in a relationship with a Peter Pan, that is your choice. No one's doing it to you. Every second you choose to stay with him despite his display of immature, selfish, short-sighted behavior is on you. It's not on Peter Pan to be different. That's the way he lived his life before you. That's the way he's going to live his life after you. So, you know, I, I'm glad I, I, I took the time to talk about Peter Pan's today. Right? But to me, they're almost like, uh, we've talked about this on the Love You podcast before, avoidant men, men who claim to want a relationship but are emotionally distant and make you feel insecure. Your job is not to help those avoidant men live up to their potential and become secure, loving men. Your job is to avoid avoidant men, right? And if you do that, you've solved half of your problem, right? So if Peter Pan is the problem, the answer is not to change Peter Pan. You might understand him a little bit better after this podcast. Your job is to avoid such men and find men who have some of the similar qualities that you find attractive in these guys who are also responsible men who want to build a life with you. Uh, how do you find those men? Well, that is what Love You is for. So stick with me. I'll take care of you. My name is Evan Mark Katz. This has been the Love You Podcast. Next week, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, chemistry. Chemistry and compatibility. How much is enough chemistry? So if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And most importantly, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address, and I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you find the love that you deserve. Thank you so much, and I will see you again next week. Okay.